0: Hey, you guys, so I recently saw some clips of the Oprah and Prince Harry interview. I saw the bulk of the interview enough to know what they were talking about. Excuse me. I don't have cable, I just have like different apps that I use. I have Hulu, Netflix. I deleted the Amazon Prime for a little while because I wasn't getting anything off of Amazon Prime and like I was ordering things and then I would still get them two weeks later because it was third party and that would always happen most of the other things that would have been Amazon Prime I would just get from the store I guess but everything that I was ordering off of Amazon these were things that I couldn't get from the store and they always just so happened to be third party so I deleted my Amazon Prime But Coming to America is coming on Amazon Prime soon. And if if it hasn't been released already, because I know it's supposed to be released in March. So I'm going to get by my Amazon Prime, watch Coming to America, order some things off of Amazon. Hopefully they're not third party, so I can actually get them in a timely manner. But we'll see. So anyways, I'm watching these things off of YouTube, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and now I have Discovery Plus. And um, But I saw the Meghan Markle interview, the snippets of it, on YouTube with Oprah and Prince Harry. And they talked about leaving their job, basically, as members of the royal family. And Meghan talked about how What's her name? Kate Middleton made her cry. And then there was a story that she made Kate cry. And I want to talk about Megan and Harry. And then I want to talk about how it relates to other things that I've noticed. So Megan was very excited to join the royal family at first. She said everyone was really polite until their Australian tour. And I guess that's when she really got comfortable in the family. She started doing her press runs and members of the European media didn't like it because they allude to it being jealousy and racism. And the thing that I find really interesting about that is because the royal family is kind of a silly thing anyway, but it's basically their ideal family, you know, British white um the people who marry into the family are attractive the people who are biological members of the family may not be but they're british and they they are raised in a traditional way so to allow someone who is half black and all-american into the family was not something that they were happy about So, I found that to be very interesting. Um, And she said she didn't like, Megan said she didn't like the fact that she was not protected. They wouldn't tell the truth to protect her, but they would tell a lie to protect Prince Andrew, basically, to protect someone else. Because Prince Andrew's been protected throughout his sexual uh, allegations and... You know, there's a lot going on with Prince Andrew and apparently Prince Harry or the Duke Harry is no longer talking to his father, Prince Charles, and he's not even living off of his father's money. He's living off of money that his mother left him, which I found that to be very interesting because the father has more money than the mother had because she got half of his net worth, Princess Diana. And he has the other half, but he's also been in the family his whole life. So he's made money since then. So the fact that the father's totally cut him off, I think it's interesting. What interests me as well is the fact that he's like, oh, I wish people would learn from the past. So he really looks at his wife as being very similar to his mom because his mom was an outsider. His mom was pretty much bullied by the media as well. But this is another layer. I also found it interesting that Prince Harry married her at all because it shows that their family is so polite. They had these standards, but no one ever said anything. But they just alluded to it, and he never picked up on that. And I thought that that was interesting. It kind of seemed like he was blindsided by something that was so obvious. I mean, the British have colonized so so many African nations and so many other nations and brought in African slaves, as is the case in Jamaica, from their colonies that they had already colonized. Why would they be comfortable with him being with someone from one of their former colonies? Because, of course, we all know the British had 13 colonies here in the U.S. and that they were the people who originally brought the Africans from their African colonies to their American colonies and their Caribbean colonies. Why would they want him to marry someone who is the descendant of people who they colonized? But he just didn't pick up on that. And it's so interesting to see that. Also, his brother isn't talking to him. And I love that Oprah acts Is it a toxic environment, or do you feel like it was a toxic environment? He said, well, I can't speak for them. Prince Harry seems very naive, very sheltered, very coddled. And Meghan Markle comes across as very strategic, intelligent, and like someone who really was excited to be a member of the royal family, but was also naive in that she didn't think that she would deal with the amount of microaggressions that she dealt with. I don't think either of them believed that they would deal with the amount of microaggressions that they dealt with. But I definitely was also surprised when Meghan Markle admitted that Kate Middleton made her cry because it gave Kate Middleton this Karen-like energy that I would expect for her to have because she is also a very strategic person. She was considered a commoner And then she ended up marrying into the royal family and getting a very high ranking position. And she's put on a pedestal in that country, although she may not be from old money or an aristocratic family. She is British and she is considered attractive in her culture. So she is seen as being good enough, especially as compared to. Megan, who's the descendant of colonized and dominated people. So I thought that that was interesting to see that she gave off that Karen energy that I assumed she would. You know, very stuck up, passive aggressive, mean, making snide remarks. Megan mentioned how she gave her a basket and an apology letter. But then all of a sudden there's this media around how she made her cry. Well, how did they even find out that story? To me, it seems like uh, Prince William's wife told that story. I thought that that was interesting. I think that that she's very calculating. Um, What's her name? Uh, I I just was saying it. Prince William's wife. I think that she's very calculating. Um. And I think that Meghan Markle would have been just as calculating if she had the privilege and the power to be able to do so and to get away with it. But she doesn't. Now, this reminds me so much of Basketball Wives because OG is also talked down about, mistreated, and disliked because of her African phenotype, because of her race and because of her not having as much proximity to whiteness because she's not fully white or half white or white at all. And it's interesting to see how Meghan Markle and how she was treated in the mainstream media and social media when she tried to enter into an elite, white, well-established neighborhood. Oh, I forgot to mention that they've all been completely cut off and disowned, including Prince Harry. And he's only living off of his mother's, the inheritance that he got from his mother and not any money that he gets from his royal family that he was born into. That's his birthright. So... And Archie was told that she she was told that Archie wouldn't get a title and wouldn't even get security as soon as he was born as well. So it's interesting to me how OG, when she tried to enter into this basketball wives club because she's dating a basketball player because she's not white, because she's not half white, And because she's not a mixed race person who speaks Spanish sometimes when she feels like it, because she's a full black woman, she's been ostracized and mistreated and told that she's not good enough and that she's not beautiful enough and that she's ugly and that she doesn't fit into the circle of friends. It's interesting how the same exact treatment is taking place in both instances because the person isn't, either isn't white or isn't mixed. It's like the more white you get, the better the treatment is. So in OG's case, if she were half white or maybe like 40 to 30% white and had lighter skin and finer hair she would have been more accepted within the group but because she's all black she's looked at as not being attractive or not being good enough and then you look at someone like Meghan Markle who in that group would have fit in perfectly and would have been considered beautiful and if og had any sort of an issue with her it would have been oh well you're just jealous of megan because she's so beautiful when she enters into the white community she's called everything but a child of god and it's interesting how that's the case when in the black community biracial people Like Meghan Markle, who's half black and white, or Sweetie, who's half black and Asian, we're told that these people are so beautiful and that anyone who has an issue with them, anyone who has two black parents, any woman with two black parents must just be jealous of them because of how extremely beautiful they all are. But when you see them when they're with the other side of their family in that world, they're so mistreated. For example, in the Philippines, they have people who look like sweetie who are full Filipino. There are white or very light skinned Asians in the Philippines who look like more like a Korean person. And there are Black Filipinos, like Apple from the Black Eyed Peas. He's Filipino and he looks Black. And there are people in between who look like Sweetie, who have two Filipino parents. People who look like Sweetie in the Philippines are usually always poor. Sweetie has darker skin and curlier hair and a curvier body. And that would not be considered beautiful, that would not be considered meeting the standard of beauty in that country where she's, where her mom's family comes from. But in America, in the black community, she's considered pretty, beautiful, bougie, just up there. Meghan Markle, if she would have married a black man, she would have been considered a trophy wife, beautiful, beautiful, beauty standard meeting woman that everyone's jealous of. But when they're on the other side of their family, they're not considered good enough in that world, not in their family necessarily, but in Megan's family, yes, but not just in that world overall. And to me, I find it very interesting how colorism really perpetuates the idea that whiteness is to be put on a high esteem and a pedestal. And the closer you are to it, the more beautiful and special and worthy of friendship, respect, and social acceptance. And this is why I always make it a point to say that colorism is white supremacist and that mixed race people are only put on a pedestal by black people. And so if you don't want to promote the idea of white supremacy. You shouldn't promote the idea of colorism. Because nobody views mixed race people as being special. Except for black people. And on occasion other mixed people. So seeing how Meghan Markle was treated was very bad and very sad but it was very real and authentic because in this world people do not view mixed race people as being special the only community that does is black people and in reality everyone should be treated equal no matter their race and I hope that eventually one day people will not be promoting colorism nor racism But what Meghan Markle's story can teach people is that it is good to be strategic in dating. But when black women are trying to date interracially and when mixed race women are trying to date their other half of their race, which is non-black, whether that be white or Asian or Native American, etc., that those communities do not put them on a pedestal the way that the Black community does. So therefore, they have to be aware of that before they get into those IR relationships because even if their partner still wants to be with them, the family overall may not be accepting. And definitely, when you're dealing with monarchy, the family's acceptance is very important. So... I definitely feel as though Meghan Markle's story is a cautionary tale. If I were her, I would not have married Prince Harry. Even though their son is so cute. And even though she loves him, she will never have anyone in his family babysitting. And eventually, I think he's going to get tired of her because he's going to want to reconnect with his racist family. He still is allegedly racist, I guess, but he still is respecting them and clearly they don't respect her and clearly they don't really even respect him that much because they don't even care if him and his children have security they've distanced themselves from him which makes sense because remember the british are the people who started the one drop rule they are the ones who really really promoted you know this transatlantic slave trade So, If you look at British colonies versus Spanish and French colonies, the British colonies really, really distanced themselves from their mixed race offspring. If you look at Louisiana, for example, which was colonized by the French and for a brief period of time, it was also colonized by the Spanish for about 40 years and the French bought it back. If you look at the Black Codes in Louisiana compared to how they dealt with race in the other 13 colonies and then... There was that one colony, which was Louisiana, which was the French, and the other 13 were the British colonies. Look at the British colonies compared to the French colony of Louisiana. Louisiana had its own black coats, and the mixed-race people had rights that were were that were different compared to black people because these were white people's children and so they didn't treat them the same as they treated their white children but they did give them some legal rights and they did have free people of color in Louisiana that could procreate with white people and were given inheritances, the children, the offspring, they were given property, they were given many legal rights because these were their spouses and their children, so they were given that acknowledgement. Within the British colonies, it didn't matter if a British man had a child with a black woman or a mixed race woman, that child was black, or at least they were a slave if their mom was a slave, and that was it. They totally distance themselves from mixed race people. So they're continuing that with Prince Harry and baby Archie. Even though he's the descendant of baby Archie is the descendant of Prince George and Prince Charles and King Henry VIII and every other King Henry, he is not connected to them in any way. And to me, that's something that's very, very sad and scary that they could disconnect themselves from their own family so easily and so quickly. But that is their heritage. And that's how they've been doing things for hundreds of years. So to marry into such a family like that, one that's so ruthless, it's not something that I would have done, but it's something that she did. Because she thought that things had changed. And they haven't changed, and they're never gonna change because their culture is a cold, ruthless culture that's built on racism and white supremacy, colonialization, slavery, and theft. So, to me, I do feel bad for her, but I also think that she got her wake up call and now she knows where she stands. And as a community, within the Black community, I think it's important that we acknowledge that we do experience racism, we do experience colorism, but we also promote it within our culture, and that's very dysfunctional. So, I am happy to know that she's able to speak up freely for herself, but I also want people in general to acknowledge that colorism and racism is wrong, and to first and foremost acknowledge it whenever it is that they're doing it, as well as whenever they experience it. So that's something that I talk about, thought about when I was watching this interview. Later.